I'm Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is our third attempt at recording episode 22, looking at Callisto from the first episode of Seen Warrior Princess. It's okay, we're going to ace it this time. Yeah, well, um, previous attempt gonna... abandoned for being so boring that even we were bored. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and at least get through the, the teaser before yeah, the Yeah, we didn't even get as sequence. far as the, the theme music before we were like, fuck this shit, let's start again. <laughs> Um, do you know, this is the top rated episode on IMDb for season one. Did not know that. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, I don't agree with it being the top rated episode for the season. Um, you know, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 from me. That's a spoiler. Is it not? No. Interesting. Well, let's get into the, let's get into the episode. We, we have a fairly classic beginning, which is... Um, a village burning, some slightly mournful music. Um, there's a, a young lad, little blonde midwitch cuckoo kind of boy, st- standing around. <laughs> I going, don't get What's this reference, on? by the way. I didn't get oh, it midwitch the first cuckoo, time it, you it said it like, like, Okay, it is like Village <laughs> of the Damned. It's just a, a, a blonde, Got it. weirdly unanimated child. Yeah. Slightly... Well, he's traumatized, eerie, eerie kid. He well, yeah. He Luckily is. for him, it uh, he's, tra- he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's traumatized because there's a there's a bunch of soldiers or warlords or something um, trashing the village, killing everyone, uh, duffing people up in the street, um, and we go straight into the rhubarb. We, we get, I don't want to die. Kill them all. Yeah. Help my baby. Yeah. Um, so we, we get. <laughs> We get the rhubarb in straight away. Rhubarb of the week. And we I can't get be bothered odd, laying, we get, laying the thing in. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's basically all the elements of rhubarb of the week. Yeah. Um, and, and in the midst of all this, we get little glimpses of a blonde woman. And it's it harks back to the last episode um, yeah. that we saw where Xena was shot with a poison arrow, poison dart by a mysterious blonde woman who we only only ever saw glimpses of. Yep. So there's our link to last week. There's a linky there. The little cliffhanger from last week has yep. been resolved almost immediately. It's this crazy bitch. <laughs> and guess who um, and this, this, this episode boy, is named after? This little, boy's, <laughs> this little boy's kind of looking around in trauma, taking it all in. He, he looks as warriors ride in on horseback and... Um, very much like Attila the Hun. I don't know if this is a reference you'll get. Uh, they pillage the village and kill everyone. <laughs> pillage the village. Does that does that, does that ring no. any bells? No, I'm too young. What there, are you there was about? a song. There's a song called "I'm in love with Attila the Hun." I'm in love with Attila, Attila the Hun. We'll pillage, pillage a village and kill everyone. Okay. Blah, 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 Attila the Hun. So that's that's what's going on. Loving it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> what is it? Um, Who sung this song? Eventually, all this, all this standing around doesn't turn out to be the best evasive um, tactics for this lad because he, he gets struck down. Um, I know. Shortly I mean, after honestly, another guy, if you're not gonna get out of the way, God, yeah, go and hide or something. Just this do is, this something. Is, um, this is the advantage of, of playing dodge as a kid. Dodgeball. You, you learn not to get killed by. by Warlords. This is the advantage of not being fucking thick. Don't just stand there in the middle <laughs> yeah, of, the tr- of the carnage and wait to be killed. But he's only <laughs> a MacGuffin anyway. He's just there to provide a, um, you know, a fridged loved one for the 
the yeah, guy with the long hair exactly. and the mad eyes later um, in the episode. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so guy goes to Joan, like, go and kill this old woman. But then, oh wait, no, I missed the best part. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's this, there's this bit where, so all this mayhem's going on, and we hear some kind of music that sounds a bit like here comes Xena music. We see some armor that's a bit like Xena's armor. We see boots descending from a horse. They look a bit like Xena's boots, but they're not. It's someone who stalks through the village, past the boy, kind of oh look, dead child, um, <laughs> and appro- approaches an overacting villager. Who says, run, they're trying to kill us all. Yeah, but I think he even says run, woman. As as that. Yeah, he's trying woman. to mansplain the murder to this woman who <laughs> is clearly dressed like a warrior and has a sword and then goes, you know, I think we're succeeding and stabs the fucker in the heart. Yeah, which trying. Deeply <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then she just, she pulls the sword back and it's covered in blood, you know. And in my memory, it, my memory was that she licked it off, but I don't think she actually did that. <laughs> no, she looks as if she's going to. She kind of holds it up and looks at this blood drizzling down the blade as if it's, you know, MasterChef Zhu that's been smeared. No, as if it's a Facebook um, watch drip cake video. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. But but there is a little that that little moment of mm, blood, and you just begin to see that wow, she's crazy. She's she she's sure actually is. unhinged. She's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so then we, then we get this bit that that you're talking about with the old woman. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, the uh, the one of her henchmen is about to kill this old woman, right? And um, she's like, "No, stop! Don't kill the old woman!" And like, has she suddenly become? Had it developed a conscience about killing old women? No, she just wants to do that thing where they leave one survivor to go and spread fear among the neighboring towns. And um, she's like, "This is what I, I happens." Love, I love if the way she. Me. I love the way she she delivers this um, this kind of task to to this this poor old woman. She says, "Let her live." You old crone. <laughs> you old crone. This is actually that's a Monty Python reference, isn't it? You know, it doesn't, might be doesn't doesn't Arthur, King of the Britons, say that old crone, and then they're, they're going, oh, yeah, "Are you calling a crown?" <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's class. Um, so no, I don't think it was an so, original so Monty Python reference. <laughs> no, so th- this old woman has to go and say, "Look, this this is." We, we resisted and devastation was wrought upon my village. Yeah. But she says, well, if I'm going to do that, who who, who, sh- who shall I say called? Yeah. <laughs> no, I say it. Who I say, oh, chap, this is a bit awkward, but I don't actually know who you are. You know. <laughs> and, and skinny and skinny blonde crazy bitch says, I'm Xena, warrior princess. And then she laughs for about half an hour in, in increasingly crazy crazy laugh mode like that it's good like what it's i good. just did i like that we just continued to talk over my crazy laugh i think that's what everyone in the episode should have done can we still just start well, that's, that's, laughing like a crazy yeah. person and like the other guys just start continue their conversations around us don't worry she'll stop in a minute she always does this you know <laughs> <laughs> it's best it's best not to look her in the eye we could, we could parody this so pass. easily, you know. She's doing her crazy laugh and just sort of cut to the old woman and go, do you want me to go now? You know? I want you to go now? 
Is there anything else? Are you writing it for is, the shops? Is do you want me to do the laugh? Yeah, I'll do the laugh. I'll not to do the laugh. Bring a pint of milk back when I come back. Put <laughs> <laughs> some messages. Messages. That's what we called them. <laughs> some messages. <laughs> Go out for the messages. Get get me some milk and bread and a fucking whisper. Right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's now the theme music okay. we've got further than in any previous attempt at recording this yay should we just leave it there <laughs> yeah that was the episode woo um, oh, right okay. so well, she's that. She's not Xena she's someone else Um. so this is but do you know who is Xena Xena um, is Xena and yeah, that's and who that's, we come to next so after the opening sequence well I was going to just yeah. introduce after this the... actress I was oh, just going uh, okay. to introduce the actress who plays the blonde. I mean, like, spoilers, it's Callisto. Um, we'll find mm. this out in the episode quite soon, but I mean, obviously it's Callisto because that's what the episode title is. Um, yes. So, a few weeks ago, I wanted to know how to pronounce this woman's name. And um, yes. I went on an epic Google journey uh, to discover that there are three options. <laughs> um, there's Hudson Like. Which one? I was going to say, which one do you like best? <laughs> so there's Hudson Lake, that's option one. Hudson Lake, that's option two. Mm-hmm. And Hudson Leak, which is uh, option three. Um, now, I must mm. say that Hudson Lake is the option that I always had in my head for years. You told yeah. me it was actually Hudson Lake. This is backed up by a website called Xena Actor Pronunciation Guide. <laughs> um, however, Niche. however... Um, interviews and TV spots of the time variously call her Hudson Lake or Hudson Leak and never Hudson Lake as far as I can see. Now I've, not, I've yet to be able to find anything where she actually says her own name. So that's extremely annoying. And, and she annoying. doesn't correct anyone with whatever no, pronunciation they give. She, she doesn't, she's, cause I think, doesn't put them right. I think that this actress, uh, unlike her character, was a very sort of gentle person. Yes. <laughs> and she's now a yoga instructor. And a bit of a hippie. Um, and yeah. her, her Twitter bio says that she splits her time between LA, India and Wales. So I think we'll go for Hudson Leak um, in deference to her <laughs> spending a lot of time in Wales. We'll do that. Yeah. Fun um, fact about Hudson Leak. We'll, we'll do Leak. that, but to be honest... I've got a fun fact To be fact honest, we're probably her. just going to... Probably just going to say Callisto, aren't we? Yeah, okay. But I mean, I've just got a fun fact about Hudson Leak. Like, Leak. Oh, Okay. Which is that she um, auditioned for the role of Seven of Nine on Voyager. Did she? The role that eventually went to Jerry Ryan. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. I kind of think that wouldn't have been terrible casting. Uh, no, probably not. Yeah, I mean, she could obviously, have done the to... cold thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there you go. That was my fun fact. That, that, is, a, that is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we cut to a tavern get... and Zena's there. Yep. And uh, there's and a, a guy and a, there a guy... who immediately comes in and is like, give me wine! Uh, so he's a bit depressed, obviously. And she slides her cup of wine along the bar to him and says, you look as if you need this more than I do. And um, Encouraging the use of alcohol as she... a mood-altering substance. <laughs> yeah. And she says, are you all right? Yeah, no, obviously he, he, not, he, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly fucking he, uh, not. 
he he pretty much chugs a pint of wine and then then says my my name's Melus holds out his hand and she she's like mm, okay don't need to touch him she takes Ooh. his hand takes his hand shakes it and says oh my my name's Zena and he kind of does a start and says oh, the warrior princess and she's like ah, yeah some people call me that yeah <laughs> you know some people you don't have to <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and then he he goes he goes Fruit the fruit the friggin' loop. He, um, <laughs> he, he goes, goes Rah! Mental, yeah. <laughs> um, and go goes to goes to attack her. She tosses him over her head, um, as as if he were some spilt salt, um, and kind of ends up standing over him with her sword drawn. And he and he says, "Go ahead, murder me, just like you murdered my son." She's like, "I didn't murder your and, son, um, bitch. What are you talking about? Like, what? I'm sure I would I remember murdering so. your son. This will be the stupid little." moronic kid that wouldn't get out of the way yeah yeah you know so um and it, and it turns out malus has, has met an old woman on the road old crone mm-hmm. um who told him that xena and her army had basically killed everyone in the village including his six-year-old son and every village between here and corinth has the same story to tell because as we know corinth is the only city apart from athens in that this version true. of ancient greece that is true all roads every, lead to corinth everywhere is corinth um yeah, so that is and Corinth is where Sisyphus comes from, right? So we've even yeah, been exactly. there. We've even been there in this series. Everything happens in Corinth, yeah. man. I feel like yeah. they just read like the Bible and were like, "Ah, Saint Paul wrote letters to the Corinthians. Let's <laughs> let's set a lot of things around Corinth." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and no doubt, if we ever actually properly see Corinth, it would just be like the normal village set, except somehow shitter. Uh, just like Troy, <laughs> more battlements. Yeah. Um, so um, so, yeah, so Zena kind of shake, shakes this this whole thing off, and you know says, "Look, you got the wrong person. Do what you need to do, but you got the wrong person." I shake it off, shake it off. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, very much like that. Uh, and she says to Gabrielle, "Look, well, let's let's head off to Corinth. See if we can make make any sense of this." Um, and on their way. To Corinth, they run into a group of travellers who go, oh, "Is that Zena?" And they they kind of look at her with fear and dread, and they say, "And if they've been pillaged, mm-hmm. if their village has been pillaged by Zena, their village has been why pillaged. Why do they think this is? Yeah, why do they think this is? Why do they think this is Zena? Because she's very much not a blonde. But anyway, because they're um, a bit thick. So they, Maybe they think Gabrielle's yes. Zena. I don't know. Maybe they've not actually been pillaged. They're just trying to get out of the way of the approaching army. Well, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's it. Um, but in amongst these people is the man, the myth, the legend, Joxer. Joxer, <laughs> the mighty. <laughs> so we we're, get your we're introduced to his jingle. Long... Come on, <laughs> gotta get jo- jingle in. Joxer, the mighty. <laughs> he's very flighty. I can't remember. I guess what he's what it very is. tidy. <laughs> tidy. <laughs> That comes. That comes later. I know. Man. He, get, he gets his own song later. Whatever episode um, it is where he gets his own song, you need to get your ukulele out and do it <laughs> seriously. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh man. So uh, as you as you have gathered, we're introduced to a second uh, recurring character here because oh, re- we're going to see Callisto again. Oh, endlessly. And we're going to see recurring. Oh my god. <laughs> you? I thought you were dead. Oh, I um, um Man, Joxer, do you remember Joxer was sort of just hated, wasn't he? 
in, yeah. in the fandom. It was like, oh my god, it's a fucking Joxer episode. Um, I remember yeah, it was real gooseberry. <laughs> yeah, gooseberry. That's exactly what he was. Um, and I remember, I think, I think it was a couple of things. He he was a third wheel, yeah. so he kind of got in the way of the romance that was obviously happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's such a comedy character that you you see him and you go, oh god, it's a comedy episode. And this isn't a comedy episode, but <laughs> no, but he is the he is the light relief. Yeah, he's he the is. comic relief really in this. Um, he is. He's a lot of comedy as well relief. as a little bit of plot mover um so he he's a he's a a warlord wannabe and it, yeah. it runs in the family he comes from a, a long line of, of warlords but he he ain't got it in him no i mean sort he's, of he's like just, he's just not the kind if only you know he's sort of like gabriel's nice toothed boyfriend from episode two in that his dad's a dick but he's not yeah. um but yeah. he really wants to be a dick he's trying his best to be a dick but he's just sort of fucking shit at it well he's he's Bragging about how bloodthirsty he is. This boy's um, never even had a hangnail. You know what he's like? <laughs> <laughs> And then Zena shuts him up by basically just tweaking his nose like like an uncle would do. <laughs> and then come away saying, Huh, got your nose. <laughs> Tweaks his nose and says, If you like the sight of blood so much, just keep talking. Yeah. Um, it's a good line. And he doesn't. He doesn't do that. So he's, he's scared off. I remember there was a, a big fanfic site. I can't remember which one, but it had it was it had a little graphic that someone had knocked up, and that in those days yeah. it was kind of difficult to make these graphics. Uh, you did, like yeah. Photoshop was in its infancy. Anyway, it was Joxer's face. I think a screenshot <laughs> taken from this very episode. In fact, I think this gormless looking screenshot here uh, that I'm holding. Oh on yes, good one. See. Um, and it was works, just his works face well on the... cut out with a a red like cross sign of it. With, yeah, and it was no called go. No Joxer Zone because they didn't archive any fanfic that included a Joxer any any Joxer reference to it. You know, you weren't allowed. Joxer wasn't to exist in any of the fics that they would archive. That's that's harsh. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's really harsh. No Joxers. Um so it's class. Some of the episodes he's in and some of the things they do with him are a bit cringy. Yeah, um, like you're talking about Fins, Fems and Gems. <laughs> Oh god, worst <laughs> I it's my most hated episode. I hate it so much. There is one episode. I'm gonna let someone else co host with you that week. <laughs> there is one episode where um they do something interesting with Joxer, but it comes in like season four or something, you know. He's he's yeah. in this for so many episodes. He's in this in more Callisto is a really important character to the Xena Mythos and she's only in it like fifteen episodes in the whole season the whole series. Something yeah. like that. He's in it way more than that. <laughs> Because obviously this is uh, Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi, who needs a job. That's how he's got... Yeah, that's little how he's brother, in this, little bro. That's how he's in this show constantly. Um, <laughs> it is. So, yeah. And he's in it a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so that's that scene over. We leave these people behind. But it's also, we, I, think, I think we talked last week or maybe the week before about um, some of the found family stuff that we get oh, in Xena and how... And this is part and, of it. And this is... And, He's kind of like the nerdy cousin, isn't he? He's like, oh, he's great, the... cousin Jocks is here. Oh, second cousin. No, maybe he's like the cousin that your mum makes you play with even though you really don't want to because he doesn't have a lot of friends at school. Um, and I had, he I had has a moment of not recognising that trope and then that made me realise that maybe I'm that cousin. You are that cousin, yeah. Um, yeah. You, know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, his mammy's begged your mammy. <laughs> for him to be allowed to come to your birthday party, <laughs> that sort of oh. thing. 
Uh, you know. Yeah, I am that cousin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. So, um, so they they kind of sh- shake him off as well. There's a whole shake lot of shaking off. off. Shake him off. But he'll be back, um, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's rhubar- oh, yeah. there's a bit of rhubarbing as he walks away, where he's like, I oh, guess yeah, he says, "Oh, you're you're just threatened by my male prowess." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I guess you're intimidated <laughs> by my manliness, and we're like, "Yeah, that's it, mate." We're intimidated by your manliness. Uh, what, what we didn't mention is um, how much he clanks. He's got this homemade yeah. armour like made out of kitchen utensils. and Yeah, he's basically he's a, he's just a bit... got a frying pan on him. He's a, he's a ridiculous he's, he's, figure. He's cosplaying a warlord, isn't he? Oh, I mean, the cosplayers would do better. Yeah. You know. Well, this is his first con. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, his outfit is just fucking ridiculous, yeah. Anyway, so Jocks anyway, are ridiculous, cool, awesome. Jocks are ridiculous and, and off offy slouches. Offy um, planks. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold, they're ambushed by Melus again, um, who's who's declared vengeance on Xena, who he thinks has killed his boy. Um again, Xena deals with him pretty easily. Um they they leave him Hopefully they leave him tied to a tree because he's just being a bit of a nuisance now. But but comfortably they give him a pillow, so you know <laughs> not tied to a tree in a bad way. Yeah. And it's um, Gab- Gabrielle's second best blanket comes out again. So this is a pillow. <laughs> yeah. And and they head off to they head off to find out look, who who's behind these attacks. What well what is even going on? Gabrielle does make a good point to him, you know, which is if she was a vile evil murderer who goes about murdering mm. children and stuff. Why has she not just gutted you? Um, which says, is a reasonable question. Because she wants question. me to live in pain. Well, exactly. See, I think this is quite good uh, because it sort of demonstrates that logic doesn't work on irrational people. <laughs> yeah, you, you you hear and see what you want to hear and see. Exactly. You know, the more irrational someone is, the less likely they are to respond to logic. That's how QAnon works. <laughs> Hmm. So Topical. basically, what I'm saying is that Melas would definitely be in QAnon. He would be he would be on Facebook <laughs> spouting shit about pizzas. Um, <laughs> if Facebook existed, ancient Greek ancient Greek Facebook, Melas puts up some conspiracy theory about Xena in a it's killing his son in the basement of a pizza restaurant. Well, talk, talking about killing, we, we we come across a whole load more See, killing. See, it's almost like um, I helped you segue into that. Yeah, that's very much. <laughs> uh, you you set them up. Yeah. I'll trip over them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Zena, Zena and Gabrielle come to a, a village where the welcome sign is um, not um, twinned with Amphipolis, but is the welcome sign is actually a dozen villagers who've been crucified, um, which is quite a different message. Sometimes. Uh, and the raid is actually still on, ongoing. So they caught up with whoever's doing all this stuff in her name. They um, they ride in. They ride into into the fray, and Zena sees a villager being duffed up by three soldiers at a time, and she takes them out in classic Zena style with the with the chakram. Uh, so she throws it, and it whooshes off, and it catches one, two, three of them, and the, we see a hand catch the chakram, just as always. But then the image in the centre of the chakram comes into focus. And it's Xena herself, so she's not holding it. Who on earth could have caught the chakra? This is a good shot. It is. Cinematog- it is. Cinem- it's nice. Cinematographically, it's nice is that the word? 
It's a good shot. And it's uh the yeah. it's the ad break as well. It's the end of Act One. This is our ad break cliffhanger. Um de- depending on which app you're listening to this podcast on, if you listen to it at double speed, cinematographically will will sound normal <laughs> there. So just just speed it up for that that one little moment. <laughs> and then make, but make sure you remember to put it back to, to single speed. Fuck you. <laughs> Well, of course, it's our mystery blonde, who we know is it's Callisto, has caught Xena's chakram, which is unprecedented. Yes, no one has ever and caught says, a chakram before. No one can. You want it? Come and get it. Who are all the people that um, can catch a chakram in the series? Ooh. Xena can catch the chakram. Callisto can catch the chakram. In the very last episode, Gabrielle can catch the chakram, but never before. <gasps> um, can Ares catch it? I was wondering if Ares could. I'm not sure if he can or not. Now, what's interesting, right, is that Callista was shown to be a master of the chakram, right? In this episode. She can catch it, she can throw it, she can do anything that Xena can do with it. Where did she learn this, right? Because the chakram is, in the mythos of Xena, eventually revealed to be basically a unique weapon. Um, (laughs) There aren't other chakrams about. She practiced on a frisbee. It's yeah. It's not really that she can can catch the chakram. It's that this is the the signifier that she is Zena's equal. Yes. Anything um, you can do, we'll I can do better. Eviler. Yeah. <coughs> and we'll find out in a second why why that is. Um. So they they fight fight fight, and Mystery Blonde draws blood from Zena. She says, "Yeah, I'm good as as good as you. And and why shouldn't I be? After all, you made me class." Now, how many yeah. people in the, how many people in Xena up to this point have been shown to be able to wonder as well? Basically, no one. Not when she's at full health. Um, she gets she gets a bit of a kicking, but drawing blood. Yeah, is no, different, no, she's never it? no. No one's ever even drawn blood on her before. She, yeah. Yes, they have. They put an arrow through. Oh, her. Apart from that guy. Oh my god, that guy. Oh, they shouldn't have done that to her in episode Literally two. Literally right through her. Yeah, but she in one side out the other instantly. Um. Yeah. Yeah, they really wasted. Actually, they sort of wasted that, didn't they? They shouldn't have let her get injured so yeah. early in the series. They should have sort yeah. of saved it for a climactic moment, which I think they sort of tried to do after that, because after that point, she never got injured by anyone. Um, yeah. So interesting, but um, no. Speaking of the cinematography, they do a really good job here with the mise en scène. Just me chucking in the old word there, the old French terminology. Wonko's Wonko's been to night school. <laughs> Wonko teaches these basic media techniques for her job. Um, <laughs> so they did a good job with the mise-en-scene about making Callisto her um, kind of opposite, right? Because we've got Xena with yeah. the dark hair, Callisto with the blonde hair, and then they're riding on the horses, Xena with the light horse, Callisto with the dark horse. Um, yeah. You know, she's almost as, almost as dark a horse as my wife when she occasionally drops in a, a very, very dark joke to the group chat. She is a dark horse. And you didn't horse. even know that she was reading it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a she's a lurker. She's a classic lurker. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so that was good. I like that, and they do a sort of jousting back and forth with each other, as well. Which yeah, is cool. and and Callisto, Xena uh, realised that it was you're the one that poisoned me with the with the dart. You, Duh, so we all got there to... weeks ago, Xena. Jesus, keep <laughs> up. Get on my level. And Callisto says, "Well, yeah, do- doing that left me free to revive your reputation as a as a murderer of women and children." Oh, this is good. And, 
It's a great line. And Zena's like, no, no, hang on, strictly speaking, <laughs> didn't act, didn't kill women and children. And um, <laughs> and Callisto comes back with, you have now. <laughs> you, you have now. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, nicely. Ah, uh, she's good. Yeah. She's good. Good old Hudson So here, here's a, here's a, here's another moment about this kind of equal, um, strength force whatever they they do this jousting thing they have a couple of jousting poles and they knock each other off with exactly the same force so they're equally matched in in pretty much every way yep um and so you know so what when when you say i made you what what do you mean by that exactly i'm just wondering i'm just wondering Mm -hmm. and uh and callisto says mentions this the, the name of a village says do you remember do you remember syrah and, and Zena clearly does remember it. Instant, yeah, because she gets an oh shit kind of look on her face. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of Callisto's parting blow for now. So she's like, that's that's where this started. And then she she scarpers, she she rides off to to fight another day. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Zena sees that Gabrielle is on the point of being bested by Callisto's lieutenant, who is called Theodorus, yes. by the way. I'm going to call him Teddy Bear. He is. Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear, Theodorus. Um, so obviously she runs over there to help out. And um, this is egregious what happens next, I have to say. This is this is extraordinary. Um, she's, she does it. It's not even the most extraordinary thing that happens in this episode, by the way. Yeah, but still, no, there's something even more egregious later. Um, the, this, <laughs> she goes and puts her pinch on him, right? Now, it has been defined. She doesn't say it. Doesn't give a number of seconds this time. She says, you'll be dead in seconds. Um, which, you know, it's technically true no matter how long you take because 100 yeah. seconds, 1,000 seconds, a million seconds, you know, we'll all be dead in seconds. Um, <laughs> but it has been defined in previous episodes as 20 seconds. <laughs> so, as you know, uh, I have made an attempt, other than the week that I forgot and couldn't be bothered rewinding, uh, to actually record how long these things take. Now, this particular pinch interrogation, absolutely outrageous how long it lasts. <laughs> beyond beyond the pale, just beyond a joke. Um, I timed so more it than 20. 1 minute and 10 seconds. <laughs> 70 seconds. This guy has got She the gets a lot of information out of him in that time. A lot of information. So the information she gets is, this is Callisto... You killed her parents at Sarah. You killed her family in the village of Sarah. Um, she's her plan is to ruin your reputation, and she's going to murder the Oracle at Delphi during the uh, sacrifice to Apollo tomorrow. Apollo tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and then she puts a little, and then she gives a little message to him back before she takes the fucking pinch off. And I'm like, mate, why is he not dead yet? This should be he should be dead. Anyway. So I mean he's he's quite robust, isn't he? You know, some of the people she's I don't done. No, he feels a bit scrawny to me. Flimsy little twiglet man. I think he is a bit scrawny. When he when he raised his arms up to stab that woman earlier, I thought the whole torso area was distinctly scrawny. Uh, oh, maybe I think we're thinking of different people. No, it was that maybe. guy. Anyway. I, yeah. maybe I pay more attention to male torsos than you do. He's a he's a big Stocky fella. Ah, uh, no, he seemed pretty scrawny when he raised his arms over the air. You could see his ribs. Maybe he's just got no scrawny right. arms. <laughs> anyway. 
So there you anyway. go. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the message that Xena gives uh, to to ping back to to Callisto is, well, tell her that I may have been the one to make her, but I'll be the one to destroy her too. Yeah. Wow, what a line. So watch your... God. Yeah, pretty good. It's not, though, is now, it? The, the, one good, the one good thing about all of this is that Malus has seen all of this, and now he realises that Xena is the real McCoy. How did he get Zena off the tree? Oh... Some rando walking past let him out. Or mice nibbled the ropes like they like did with Aslan. Like Aslan? Yeah. <gasps> I always cry when they talk about that bit. Uh, I always cry <laughs> at that bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best bit. Yeah. And then and then when Aslan tells Reaper Cheap in Voyage of the Dawn Treader that it was because of that that um, Narnie and mice became talking mice. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> No one ever cancels C.S. Lewis. I mean, I'm sure he's eminently cancelable. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't care. Fuck it. Okay. I'm with with Narnia forever. I don't care how wrong it is to love it. (laughs) Bit wrong. I'm probably going to get a text now in a few weeks' time on this because I'm going to get a message from my friend Dapper saying, for fuck's sake, Wonko, don't you know how bad C.S. Lewis is? <laughs> I'm calling it now. Yeah, a bit, bit bad. <laughs> Every bit time bad. I say something like that, say something on this podcast, <coughs> I'll occasionally get a text from her just going, what the fuck, Wonko? Um, <laughs> anyway, M- Melis has escaped, whether by the agency of Talking Mice or not, we don't know. <laughs> um, but he's he's caught up. He, he knows that Xena's one of the good, one of the good guys. And he, he wants to help. Um, and Xena kind of thinks, well, he'll only get himself killed if I don't let him tag along. So mm. so there we go. So That's now, how they now always that, pick up now, their now, fucking now stories. Yeah. You know. Um, we cut now to Callisto's camp, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a bit odd. Well, there's an awful lot of bamboo and ladders. Yeah, and stuff made out of whalebone, possibly... And it, it's there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff. She's there's done a lot, a lot of infrastructure. She's she's been able to build up a lot of infrastructure in the I think something like two days that Zena was incapacitated, or was it one yeah. day? I mean, really. And also, is this is is this the camp that that moves on village to village? No, presumably is not. Is it an HQ that never moves because it's it it's feels semi permanent, doesn't it? Yeah. Feels like she found a central location where she could ride out to a different village near Corinth every day. Yeah, <laughs> but if if you were if you were living in New Zealand in nineteen ninety, whatever it was, which you were, um, and try and trying to get bamboo for a garden feature, <laughs> you you would not have been able to get a single stick of it because it was all on the set of Callisto's camp. Yeah. So a lot of bamboo, a lot of ladders. So um, many ladders, and Joxer's there, and we, so that's fun. Yeah, we we don't we don't immediately perhaps know that this is her camp because she's mid fight, yeah. um, fighting up up the up the ladders, fighting off several men, but it, it's her own men sparring with her, and we we've seen this before. Warlords kind of testing the metal of their yeah um, their goons. I guess so. So it, that's that's her that's her place. Um. So then Theodorus turns up. Yeah. Having having had this um, having had his epic seventy second pinch. pinch put on him. 
Um, and he says, I, I, I told, I told Zena everything just like you told me. Dun, dun, said, oh, dun. shit. That's why he's, that's why he sang like a canary. Sang like a kiwi. I mean, it's sort of predictable, isn't it? The thing is that the pinch yeah. becomes, I feel like the pinch becomes less and less of a good weapon the more she uses yeah. it. The more people hear about yeah. it, you know, because you just know it's like, you know, it's like, um, nuclear weapons. You might say you yeah. you might say you're going to press the button, but you're never actually going to, are you? Um, <laughs> at least we hope. Or am I? Or am I? You know? No, it's like. Or um, am I? Have you seen that episode of Yes, Prime Minister? Um, oh, I, I will have done. Well, the one where the the Austrian advisor comes to talk about Trident and why they shouldn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can't even. I, I. It's too good for me to quote it because it's too long. Okay. And go go find it and watch it. I people. will. I'll. I'll. Do you know what? I'll find a link and I'll put it up on. I'll put it up on cool. Twitter on the day that um this episode comes okay. up. Okay. Anyway, Wait, I I can't I can't remember what this specifically referred to, but I I just noted she's delightfully unhinged. She is delightfully she's, unhinged. She's like yeah yeah oh oh Zena. She definitely sort of given off the impression of sort of like wanting to fuck Zena as well as wanting to kill her. Oh yeah. She wants, you know, yeah. their their this obsession could go either way. <laughs> Easily. Or, and or, in fanfic it went every, every single way. possible way it could go. Every which way, yeah. Yes. So yeah, Zena, um yeah. So Joxer appears. He's been hanging around yep. the camp, and this is his next gambit. He's tried to get in with Zena to basically give him a warrior apprenticeship. Um yeah. and Zena told him to fuck off. And so he's got off to Callisto instead, and her, uh, she's like, "Oh, this should be amusing." Uh, I tell you what, why don't you go and capture her little friend for me? So Gabrielle's going to be the bait now. The irritating little blonde. I mean, that's saying something, frankly. Can't call <laughs> you, you calling someone an irritating blonde, Callisto. Yeah. What else? And then she she confides in Theodora. She says, "Even if this." Dork doesn't get Gabrielle. Every, every distraction for Xena will kind of uh, pay into Callisto's plan. And tomorrow, Xena's weapon, so the, the chakra which Callisto still has, mm-hmm. um, will be found in the Oracle's skull. Nice. Um, she then kisses the chakra. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a bit more, bit more of that. She kisses Xena's um, ring. She kisses Xena's <laughs> ring. <laughs> And then she throws it and hits several of her own men, and it it lands, thunks into uh, what's always lying around oh, at times like this. A watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> this time, substituting for the oracle's skull. Yeah, it's almost substituting for someone's skull. Yeah. I wonder if skulls are as easy to cut as watermelons. I wonder if they are I don't in real think life. So. Should we try it out? I someone? don't think so because you can. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> and specifically, Goblin, who will be listening to this, don't try this at home. <laughs> Not you, Goblin. <laughs> right, okay. So, right, okay, so it's night time now, and we're at Xena's camp, and um, Gabriel... Oh, yeah, here's, a, here's a good stock a good stock scene, getting um, contemplative around the campfire. Yeah, this is nice, this scene. Gabriel's trying to convince um, long-haired, crazy-eyed man that he should try and get some sleep. And he's not slept since the night before he buried his son. Um, he should go and have a chat with that farmer from the Prodigal, the Bugs Life episode, 
who was just sort of like, yes, <laughs> I've buried my son, but I'm well out of it. You know, he and that farmer should yeah. make a new life together. Um, so <laughs> he's like, no, I don't Spin want off. to sleep. I don't want to feel better. I want to wallow in my misery and rage and quest for vengeance. He he says he doesn't want to run from the pain. He wants to satisfy the pain. Oh, right. Yeah, that's how that so, works, isn't masochist. it? That's actually, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, <laughs> so Gab- Gabrielle yeah. gives up on him as a as a lost cause in the in the counselling. Yeah, and goes states. to try and counsel uh, Zina instead, yeah. who's staring yeah, just, you, meaningfully you, into the you fire. You want to talk about it? Yeah, do you want to talk you about your dark past? Um, so she tells her about and her specific- dark past. So it's pretty bad. About Sarah, about what happened at Sarah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, what happened at, at Syra evidently hasn't stayed at Syra because now we've got all this crap going on. Um, and it was it was just another village where they were doing their warlord thing. Their but warlord then, then business a fire model broke out. of destroying a village yeah. for no reason. And then a fire broke out. Well, they destroyed, out, yeah. it, destroyed it more than they meant to because yeah. it, it got torched. Um, and the villagers were burned alive because they... They were too scared to come out and face the army, so that's pretty pretty horrific. And Zena acknowledges that 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 was one time when she kind of was indirectly responsible, indirectly responsible for the death of women and children. Is it indirectly? Is it indirectly? I mean, you were attacking no, them and no. they died. So if you hadn't attacked them, it wouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. So I mean, this does this hold up? I mean, I'm pretty sure. That she wasn't paying that much attention to who her army was killing, uh, and wasn't yeah. our very our wasn't not our introduction to her, but like her redemption episode on Hercules, it was all related oh, to the idea of her army mm. wanting to kill a baby, and if she hadn't been there, they would have done it. Yeah, and she just ha- she just happened to be there, and she wouldn't let them murder a baby. But I mean, the definite implication was that her. None of the guys that were following yeah. her had those scruples. So I don't know if this holds up, this yeah. idea that she was some sort of um, selective killer that only killed the people that fought back or whatever, you know. I feel like she couldn't yeah. possibly know who was who was being killed on her orders or in her name. So, Well, that's one of the, that's one of the issues with, with warfare, isn't it? It is. War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I've heard. Say it again. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. so there are just a handful of survivors from Syrah, and obviously Callisto is is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is kind of funny. Um, Gabrielle says, "Look, someone has to say no to this. You know, this thing about revenge. There has to be an end to it." Mm-hmm. And um, and Zena says, "Well, you know, it, it's it's really hard to stop. I I managed it, but but if something happened to to Mother or or Hercules or to you." I don't know what I'd do. And I kind of think, is that... Is that the order? In order. <laughs> is that in reverse order? Is it randomised? Because um, I don't know. I don't know that I'd go go and try and avenge Hercules particularly. I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't go and, mm. I wouldn't go and try and avenge Kev the Fash. I don't think so. <laughs> um, anyway... But yeah. New jingle required for iconic line klaxon. Yeah, so I really, I think this is a, this. I've seen this line a lot. I've seen this quoted a lot. I've seen the clip of it many, many times. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that kind of summarizes what the show is about, I guess. Well, it summarizes um, what Gabrielle's about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
That's true. She says, so promise me, if something happens to me, you won't become a monster. Oh, oh right, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I thought what summarised the show was Gabrielle saying this, that um, the only way to break the cycle of violence is through love. If I may be permitted to continue the quote. <laughs> okay, sorry. There's only one way to end the cycle of hatred, and it's through love and forgiveness. Yeah. Mm. Okay, <laughs> fine then. Jesus. Uh, and then there's this really tender little moment. Um, this is sweet. Again, much, much gift. Uh, she says, Zena says, don't go changing, Gabrielle. I, I like you just oh, the way you are. Change. And there's this kind of head hug. She, she yeah, she pulls her head down. Gabrielle's head to her, her. Pulls her head down onto her shoulder. And I definitely yeah, think that she should have kissed her forehead as well. That was it seemed to be indicated, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, That's where that was going. Yeah. So and she, and she says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just go and get some sleep." And Gabrielle said, "No, you promise me." Like she's really fierce got about a this. Pinky promise. Yeah. Got a pinky promise. This um, shit. And then, and then, so she promises, and then Gabrielle goes to wipe a tear from from Zena's cheek, and she does this butch little. Oh, I'm fine. Ah, shake, off. Shaking off affection. Ah, get she's off, like, you lizard. Gah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that 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 little exchange is a right. that's kind of a, a touchstone moment, I think. Yeah, iconic scene, best scene in the yes. episode, probably. In my yeah. opinion, certainly the certainly the gayest, <clears throat> very gay scene. Yeah. So, should we <coughs> talk about whether Callisto's you know about Callisto's motivations for a bit? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You do you off. want to? Because um, I distinctly remember this is this is getting back to Dapper again. Because um, <laughs> she was talking about Callisto to me a little while ago, um, mm. and basically like, well, if you know, if you can like Xena, you have to like Callisto because they're basically the same. <laughs> They've done the same things. Um, Not all the same things. You know. Well, Callisto does eventually get a redemption arc, doesn't she? We don't know that yet, though, do we? She does, though. I'm telling you, I'm saying she does eventually. Eventually, you have to watch the. I know, series. I've seen the show. Have you? You sure? <laughs> you have to watch the series for like six years before you get the result of this full redemption arc. But she does eventually get one. Um, and I yeah. do like Callisto as a villain, and I do feel sympathetic to her. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel sympathetic to Callisto? But sometimes I do, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, no, I. I I yeah I do I do because her story is the same as Zena's vicious warlord kills all the people and yeah warlord kill warlord kills sibling yeah bloodlust takes over etc except yeah. Callisto was more sort of traumatized by it I think Zena was maybe older when all this happened to her yes I think I think that's true yeah I think that's true and I, and I suppose the difference is that Callisto is given opportunities to reform and she doesn't Yeah, you gotta be ready them. for it though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um she's had I a know, lot you're, she had to you're, you're, you're some kind of super villain apologist now. Well yeah, of course. Um I'm a <laughs> I'm a lesbian and this is a this is a villainous woman. True. You know? What do you expect True. from me? I mean, I'm sorry if you're gonna if you're <laughs> gonna queer code all your female villains for fifty years in TV and movies. Yeah. You cannot expect yeah. me not to love a female villain. <laughs> yeah, Callisto's bad, but you know, 
She's it's all good being bad. She may be bad, she, but she's yeah, perfectly good and, at it. <laughs> and and Hudson Lake like Leek is so good at this. She's good at she's being got a bit the, crazy. She's kind of steely, but also in some in some way kind of quite vulnerable underneath, or quite fragile as a kind of fragile. Oh, yeah, she's as fragile as a fucking duck egg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, duck egg specifically. <laughs> That's a, a, an old Glaswegian saying. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so she, she's she's crazy and she's strong, but she's she's also fragile and, and utterly broken. Yeah, um, she's had a lot of what we call main, these mainly, days, what we call in the trade, adverse childhood experiences. Yeah, but she is also evil and hot, so... She is evil and hot, know. it's true. Yeah. I have read many fanfics where she has her redemption arcs and redemption moments, which is always fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like Listo, So. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm glad to welcome her to the show. Welcome to the show, Listo. Yeah. <laughs> Your trailer's over here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Next next morning. Next morning. We arrive in Delphi. Mm-hmm. And um The setting of they... the one joke I've prepared for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So they're in Delphi and so they... Gabrielle and Zena split up for the moment, right? And Melis, there's three oh, of them. The three of them. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. I thought I forgot about the gooseberry. Yeah, in, immediate. In, in, uh, Forget, forgettable man. Forgettable. Yeah, eminently forgettable. Speaking of forgettable men, jocks are seen as well. Um. <laughs> yeah, and he he has he has another go at uh, or he has he has a go at, at capturing Gabriella as per Callisto's mm. instructions, and he he throws a net over her yeah. in the temple. So sort of this big. Gladiator kind of yeah, net and this bundles is pr- her off. Pretty funny. Throws a net over her, pulls her slightly off screen, and then you hear the sounds of or violence. And the typical <laughs> thing, uh, when they're back on when they come back on screen, Gabrielle has beaten him up. You know, that's Yeah, she's kind of dusting her hands off. The old classic thing, you know? Yeah. And he has another like three or four goes at her with ex- increasingly yeah, he, stupid he, looking he, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of re- reels back into shot, looking dazed and confused. And she whacks him again, and she disarms him like his sword goes flying. And he's like, "You made me mad now, little girl." <laughs> <laughs> he whips out a fruit knife. Oh man, it's even more ridiculous than that. It's just like a little it triangle. It's, it's just it's like a barely, little tiny triangle of metal. Barely an isosceles <laughs> it's triangle. Even- like it would if if you if you try to stab someone with it, it would barely get through the first layer of skin. I mean, it's tiny and pathetic. Yeah, you you dent you you dent your jacket or something. Yeah, maybe. it's not even sharp. <laughs> so she brings her staff down and wallops him on his toes. So he, he goes hopping about. Yeah, comes back round with a crossbow, cocked and loaded to uh, ready to ready to fire. And again, she just snaps it with her star. Yeah, he's he's bought a cheap one there. Yeah. Get what you pay for. Yeah. He's really pissed off about it. And Gabrielle's it. just like, "Will you just stop it? Just stay down, for goodness' sake!" He's really pissed off about the crossbow man. He's like, "You broke my crossbow like that." <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've got a job so, more yeah, than the one in this says, series. Little hand, little handheld. Yeah. <laughs> just. 
look, just stay down. There's something I've got to go and do. I love how she's just so dismissive of him because it's just, yeah, it's like a fly buzzing around her head that she's just swatting away. And that's that's basically their relationship now for the rest of the series because it is. Yeah, because he goes. becomes an increasingly fucking annoying presence in her life. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, but yeah, Zena's inside so, the temple, of course. Yes. Um, I'm looking out for Callisto. Sort of unsure about what Callisto's plan was here because she wanted Zena to know. Right, mm. she wanted Zena to know that the idea, this idea about her going to kill the Oracle. Yeah. And therefore, you sort of, I don't know, you sort of assume that she's got a different plan, but no, her plan is actually just to throw the chakram at the Oracle. Yeah, and, and and to make sure that Xena's there and will be... So there's her weapon, there's Xena, it was Xena. What done it? Is that it? I mean, okay. Yeah. Like, That's it. Oh, That's it. it's much less intricate than I had thought. Yeah, she's not Ares. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Ares with the complicated plan. Yes, my ridiculously circuitous plan is now one quarter complete. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad I didn't remember that joke to make it during yeah. the actual episode. Never mind. I did. I put it on Twitter. That's, anyway, so, That's so, enough. Yeah. So Callisto is is in the temple, disguised as a pilgrim. Yeah. And she pulls out the. Uh, she lets loose with the chakram, and it goes ping whoosh, ping ding, whoosh, ding, ding, ding. ping whoosh off various things. Xena looks aghast. It's going right it's towards like millimeters from the oracle's yeah, head. Yeah, it's going right towards the oracle's skull, who is doing nothing to get out of the way. She's not even going to duck. She's not even. She's just like. Nah. And here's the joke that I prepared. You'd think she would have seen it coming. Maybe she did see it coming and that's why she didn't duck because she knew that Xena would chuck a knife at it or whatever it was to direct, redirect its flight. Yeah, so Xena chucks a dagger at it and catches it. So the chakram is back where it belongs. Yeah. Callisto then hisses... Like a cat, like, yeah. Like your cat, Xena, when she's being bullied by Figaro. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, proper hiss. Yeah. Um, and then, for some reason, flings off her disguise. Yeah. Don't know why she does that. Why and do? runs, pursued by the actual Xena, not by your cat, Xena, mm-hmm. which would also mm-hmm. have been good. Yeah. So then we get then we get a little sequence of run, 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 jump onto a horse, or jump onto horseback, yeah. gallopy, 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 out of the temple, through the streets, along the beach, Xena steadily gaining on Callisto until she gets close enough that she can leap from Argo, knocks Callisto off her horse, and they take a tumble amongst the dunes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sorry, that sounded rude. I mean, they roll down the dunes until Xena straddles Callisto and hogties. Oh, no, that sounds rude as well. <laughs> And these that's are, the joke I prepared. These are the binds that tie right enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of that kind of stuff yeah. going on. Ladies in leather tying each other up. Um, That's the show we love. <laughs> so, it is. It is. So she's captured her. Hurrah! Puts her on, back on the horse. And she's taken her back to Delphi, I assume. I would have thought Delphi was a bigger place, but I mean, it looks pretty fucking small from these shots. Um, well, I, guess, I think it's basically a temple, isn't it? Is it? I don't it's know. It's a temple with I've been, pilgrim industry around it. I've been the pilgrim industry. I've been there in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, obviously, but I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Don't recall. Don't recall. So don't know if it was big or not. Anyway, so 
<laughs> yeah, so Gabrielle comes running up and is like, help, Melis has gone mad. He's gonna... He's, he's He wants to he's string her up. A mob. Basically, they want to lynch her now. Um, and Zena's not into this. She's like, no, she should have a fair trial. Because obviously Zena's into but getting trial, getting trials. Callisto, Callisto kind of is into it. And we get this first inkling that, you know, she, she's got a bit of a death wish. She's got a death wish. She's she's suffering, and um, yeah, she she can't stop herself inflicting misery, but she kind of wants to be put out of her own as well. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, there are two reactions to pain. Um, people tend to you'll either turn it inwards or turn it outwards, right? Callisto does both. <laughs> yeah, she's talented. Yeah, she's talented that way. She needed a therapist, really. She could have done with some. She could have done with a wee yeah. bit of like talking therapy as a youth. Maybe get yeah. her to do some drawings or something. Draw a picture of your parents being <laughs> barbecued. <laughs> and the sister. And the sister. It's part of the sister, um, the sister um, she cares okay. about. So Callisto's Calist- kind of okay with this idea. She's going to be brought to justice, whether it's you know at, at a trial or by, by lynch mob. But she, she wants justice for Xena as well. She says... Have you ever been handed over to a mob that wanted your blood? And you think, well, actually, actually yes, yeah. several times this series alone. Yeah, but she always gets um, out of it because, you know, but, no, but the, the problem is, right, what she says, have you ever been tried for all the things you've done? And no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't, actually. Yeah. She's been tried for a thing she didn't do. <laughs> That's true. You know, she's never actually, no, she's never faced any um, justice, if you want to call it that, for the things the things that she has actually done. Um, yeah. So, like, like when Gabriel in that episode where the there was the trial, and Gabriel was yeah. like, "Zena's not a murderer," and we were like, "Actually, she is, Gabriel." I know you like her now. Kind of I know you've met her in a reformed state, but she is actually a murderer. Um. So yeah, this is a very <laughs> valid. Going to be pedantic. This is a very valid and fair point that Kalisto's made. Actually, <laughs> I think. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. You know, is being sorry enough? But this is what we did. We dealt with this in the first episode, didn't we? Um, that it is not actually enough to say I've changed and I'm sorry. Mm. Um, and the people that you've harmed don't actually owe you forgiveness just because you're sorry either. Yep. Which is fair. That's fair. So this is good that Callisto spits on her after this point, you know. Very yeah. non-COVID safe. She's like, spit in your face. <laughs> That's what I think of your fucking apology, son. Which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. You're not entitled to anyone's I forgiveness. Think, see... Zena has a moment of thinking, oh, she's got a point, yeah. maybe I should just let her go and then maybe she'll be better, like like what I was. Yeah, but she thinks that and, maybe she um, can be the, the Hercules to, yeah. to Callisto. And Gabrielle, who only last night was saying, it's all about love and forgiveness, is kind of, what the fuck? Don't let her go this is a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, she um, wants her to be tried, Callisto, you know. Let's have a fair trial yeah. for all of your crimes. But she's not yeah. into fair trial for get for for Zena. Even and there are epi- there's a, there is an episode where Zena does sort of go to prison for her crimes, and Gabrielle yeah. is very invested in getting her out and making sure that she doesn't have to <laughs> have any punishment for her former crimes. Her. You know, yeah. So you know, but um, Callisto put, puts her cards on the table. She says, "If you let me go, just be clear, I will kill everything you love. <laughs> I'll kill again, including your horse. Including your horse." And Argo goes, Rrr. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and you know the very uh, next time is... she has an opportunity to kill Argo she does attempt it yeah yeah she does do that yeah. so uh, she's as she said she's a woman of her you word you created a monster you created a monster with integrity yep. 
So well, I I said I I said I kill your horse. Said kill your horse, have and to I give it at least it. a fair shot. I I made a good faith attempt at it. Yeah, you know. So there you go. But um, no, she takes her back. Takes her takes her into Delphi's got a temple, and it's got a sort of ineffectual jail. Um, yeah. So yeah, takes her back there. Fun times. Uh, Malus and the mob are waiting there and say, yeah. hand her over, rhubarb, rhubarb to Callisto. Yeah. Um, and Xena says, no, she's she's going to go to jail, she's going to face justice, and she actually sits vigil outside Callisto's cell to protect her from the mob, which, of course, gives Callisto prime opportunity to, to taunt her um, yeah, at a jaunty angle because there, there's a lot of camera work, you know, kind of skewed camera yeah, quite angle a lot to show of, that um... Callisto's... And that job. Yeah, quite a lot of Dutch angles in this episode. Is that what a Dutch angle is? Yeah, anything that's not... You mentioned it a few episodes ago and I just, I kind of, mm, 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 but mm, I didn't know what that mm, meant. Mm. Well, it's also called a canted angle, but Dutch angle is more common, oh. more, a more common phrase in America. Oh, no, you see, can- canting in yeah. fanfic is always about hips. That's true. <laughs> Gabrielle canted her hips. Yeah, well, it actually means exactly as it thinks then, because can- canted the hips means that one hip's higher than the other. So it's at a, mm. a jaunty angle. So anything that's not on a hundred and eighty degree straight is a canted or Dutch angle. Mm. So there you go. That's fascinating, we'll, isn't it? We'll ask our Dutch giraffe friend if she knows about these angles. Dutch angles. I don't know why it's called yeah. Dutch angle, but that it is. But it is. I know. So you know. Yeah. So so Callisto's taunting her, and she comes up with this this great line. She says, "You know, I I kind of." You know, I, I can't admire you as much now. Now you've gone good. She says, as a villain, you were awesome. As a hero, you're a sentimental fool. It's not wrong, though, it's is she? Of, she's not wrong. You're and, more and of a badass when you're a villain. That, <laughs> you are, but it's one of the reasons that that Xena is so much a better show than Hercules because mm. there still is this struggle between dark Xena and light Xena. That she, she still has got all of that violence and whatnot in her, and Hercules has always been dull. Because he's yeah. always been good, just like Superman, um, you know. Um, Superman's yeah. very boring. Yeah, there is no yeah. shades of grey in Superman. Yeah. He's just much stronger than yeah. you, and also good by default. Yeah, so boring. Exactly. So yeah, I I I quite like that that little that little summary. And again, I can't remember what this um, referred to specifically. Just Callisto is so crazed. <laughs> I can't remember what she's crazed about in particular. Eh. Um, we we break for a moment of of light relief again as yeah. Joxer lassoes Gabrielle. Joxer's back. <gasps> who who responds by punching him and breaking his nose? Class. Yeah. So, um, yeah and this is this is where we get this is where we get the thing about um, she basically sits him down and says, "Look, you're really shit at this. What are you doing?" And he he kind of says, "Oh, it's this family tradition." And, uh, I'm just not really very good at it. Yeah, and she's like a typical Gabrielle. She says, "Well, what are you good at? What do you like doing? So, what are your hobbies? I like stealing. <laughs> I like to steal. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. You I don't like to steal. No, other than no, that, not that one. Yeah, no, we don't want stealing. But she's fine with thieves. They're mates with Autolycus, yeah. the king of thieves. I know. You know, know. and she stole from him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. She stole his <laughs> ring. <laughs> so, you know. So she, she gives him career counselling and tells him to go off and be a fisherman or something. Yeah, and that's so where we great, see him. be a great fisherman. The great episode, Fins, Fins, Fims and Gems. Oh, no. An underwater adventure. <laughs> uh, 
horrible. Or, or there's also a married with fish sticks, which is another underwater adventure, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I, I think, don't know. It's in that, that episode, Joxer and Gabrielle are mer people, aren't they? Yeah. It's class. <laughs> it's so. It's just. Nah, you gotta fuck? love these episodes, man. Like, no, you haven't. You do. You've got to pretend they never happened. You gotta love them, like, and that one, and in sickness and in hell, class. Oh, that yeah, that's that's horrible. Beautiful Those episode. are the three worst episodes ever. <laughs> um. Anyway, comic relief over. Uh, Melus turns up and throws a torch into Callisto's se- cell. Oh yeah. So I hope this doesn't if, if trigger anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that the mob can't get to her, but they can still chuck a torch into her cell, which is strewn with straw. Of course. And Callisto sits there, pretty as a picture, and says, "Oh goody, I'll die just like my family." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And she and she does. She she sits there calmly as the the flames lick at the straw around her feet. Um, and obviously, Zena has to get her out now because you know you can't yeah, let her so just be killed. I can't, suppose you can't let her just be killed without this fair trial that you've got a hard on for. For you know, she doesn't seem yeah. to want any other um, bad people of the week to have a fair trial. She almost just no, kills she's them. she's usually happy just to leave a chakram in their chest. Yeah, she almost just kills them. Um, but no. But I mean, well, she, she feels personally responsible well, for Well, she is for personally Callisto, responsible she? for Callisto. <laughs> and yeah, Callisto is her dark mirror, but who is ironically um, presented as lighter than her in the colouring yeah. of the show, which is interesting. Anyway. Hmm. So Xena goes in to, to get her out to save her so she can be so that she can be executed later <laughs> in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this um, is all this is Callisto, all part of Callisto's has... plan because she does a wee bait and switch and leaves Zena locked inside the cell. Yeah, she's she slipped her manacles and she she leaves Zena locked in the cell. Um and oh no, the, the, the cell door's locked and the, the window's too small to get out of. Yeah. How could Zena possibly escape from this burning room? We'll find out in a minute because what happens next is that <laughs> Callisto exits the thing. And the mob, despite this being what they'd wanted, Callisto out of the dunge- the, the, the the jail cell thing, are yeah. completely ineffectual. She just to mean she, she just walks over to a horse and gets on it, grabs Gabrielle and fucks off without anyone. Oh, she does stopping another good her. hiss. Sorry? Oh, she does another hiss, yeah, she does another cat hiss. Yeah. Um yeah. and she just fucks off. And then Xena um escapes Zena from Xena do, does what I would probably do what? as well, actually. What? I think this would have been my This would have been your move, would it? Is just... it? Somersault out of the well, it's roof. Parkour. It's parkour. Yeah, it's parkour. She does a wall run. Parkour. <laughs> she <laughs> runs up the wall, does a sort of backflip through the straw roof. Yeah, which bit of security issue. It's is a bit. And makes a perfect landing. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much what I ta- do. That's pretty much what you would do. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I just like to point out that the extent of your parkour is being able to jump off uh, a five centimeter high wall without hurting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Take that as a win. <laughs> I've got photos to prove that that I wasn't always able to do that. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice in uh, Leicester Royal Infirmary, A and E. You should go there. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, pal. One of these days, when COVID's yeah, over, put it on the I'll list. jump down to Leicester and get myself <laughs> stuck in A and E for an afternoon. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's fun. Um, Melas 
inform Xena that uh, Callisto has got Gabrielle, and we're now set up for the epic conclusion of the episode. It is epic. But yeah, the the kind of the climax. If you want to call it that. If you want to, yeah. So So we this bit. We 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 go we go back to um Callisto's weird bamboo ladder camp. Um yeah. Callisto's basically Gabrielle is dangling from a rope very high up, like maybe sixty feet in the air. Um Callisto's under climbing Prince of Persia style. Sp- yeah, 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 all that jeopardy. Yeah. Um Callisto's climbing a ladder which is leaning on nothing, so she's Yeah. Um, this is She's got it's just excellent balance. So she's climbing this ladder that's balanced. Um and I think that would be the yoga, I think. Must be. Uh, Lucy Lewis yeah. must have done quite a lot of yoga as well because she can do this shit later too. Yeah. This is the most this is yeah, one of the more good. egregious things in this episode too. Like the seventy second pinch and the somersault and through a fucking yeah. roof. And this. Yeah. This is The ladder fight. Yeah. The climbing well, the ladder ladders that is... are not leaning against anything. It's just like what Well it's it's Who choreographed this shit? Is it? Can you do that? Yeah. You can climb I'm, a ladder that's not tried. leaning I... against anything. I'm I'm not gonna try it because I'm <laughs> clumsy and top heavy. But no, it can be done. It's like you it's flexing kind of you've got big skill, tits. isn't it? Yeah. Circus skills, yeah, that's what Kalisa's Wanna mean. make something of it? <laughs> Don't get many of them to a pad. Um, <laughs> um, so Callisto is basically her training for being a warrior is like psychotic laughter and circus skills oh my god is yeah. she Tash from Jam in Jerusalem <laughs> she's been doing her circus sales course <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. that's, I, I think that's I don't think that's a bad grounding <laughs> um Meanwhile, jo- Jocks has turned up again. Oh. He's he's been caught sneaking around the camp, um, and um, kind of generously, we assume he's there to try and rescue Gabrielle. He's not there to try and but, rescue but maybe her. Maybe he's not. I don't think Is so. He not? He's anyway. He's, sure he's not. He's there. He's still he's sniffing around, um, and he he tries to say, "Oh, I I, I called Gabrielle for you." She's like, "No, no I, did, I did actually." Twat. But I tell you what, you can do. Tell you what, you can do. While you're here, cut Gabrielle down, bring her down, cut her throat. Be a good lad, cut her throat. That's how you can prove yourself to me. Mm. And she goes into a lot of detail about how to do it. Yeah. Really graphic. Yeah. If you ever wanted a little bit of a how-to guide about how to cut someone's throat, this is how to do it. Yeah, it's a wiki how. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A Skillshare lesson by Callisto. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Six he, easy he, to follow he, video instructions How to cut someone's yeah. throat <laughs> So he tries to steal himself to do it But he he drops the knife And he says he can't do it Because he's A, still a chicken And B, actually really not not such a bad guy Yeah, um, he's a nice guy He tips says, his fedora to you, yeah. my lady um, Yeah <laughs> And Calista says yeah. Chain him up We'll have fun killing the jellyfish later there you go. Bit off. Oh well. Um And now and now we get to so Xena arrives at scaffolding school. Um yeah. and Callisto challenges her to a fight to the death. Gabrielle's raised back up to her dangling position. 
Um, and just for added added shits and giggles, um, a burning torch is put underneath the rope that's holding her aloft. And now we get to the, this iconic ladder fight, which is, is kind of, we're at the end of the series, very near the end of the series, and it's the kind of counter, it's the balance to the stilt fight mm. in the first episode with Draco. Like Isn't it a throwback to that? It probably is, but I don't like it. Do people, I love it. Do people like awesome. this ladder fight? I do. I don't. I find it goes it's on awesome. too long. It's so it's, it's really ridiculous, and pointless, and boring. I don't like the ladder fight. It doesn't help that you see it again Have in its entirety. You do see this exact ladder fight again in its entirety in the season two clip show. Um. And yeah. it sort of reminds you that it was kind of crap. Um, <coughs> I don't think it. I think it's great. I think it's it's more inventive fight style. It's I don't like it. Zena improvising. Um, it's it's there's a lot of stuff about balance in it again. So the, this kind of balance between good and bad Zena, between Zena and Callisto. Yes, and a, a lot of what happens is dependent on. The how they offset each them. other yeah blah, blah. okay yeah. you've talked me around to it being clever but you're not going to talk me around to it being entertaining <laughs> i i found i was entertained by it i've said so basically uh, xena kind of ch- uh, chakrams gabrielle down and there's a lot of seesaw yeeting you know with yeah, landing on one side of a seesaw and being yeeted up and then landing somewhere, all that kind of stuff. All that blah blah blah. Some, some, yeah, blah blah blah. Um, one of the results of this yeeting is that Callisto ends up hanging from the rope that that Gabrielle was on before, mm. and um, Theodorus kind of goes to take the the torch away from the burning rope to save her, and she says, "No, let it, let it, let it burn. Let's see how this plays out." And it's more of this death wish kind of thing. And one goes yawning in my face. <laughs> Sorry. Um, over Zoom. <laughs> you've, been, you've yawned before. I've not drawn attention to it. <laughs> it's late. You're like eight o'clock at night. This is very late for us. Oh, Normally record in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. We're better in the morning. Um, so Callisto says, just just let the rope burn. Let it um, burn. And the let it burn, let it burn. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and the rope snaps and Callisto plummets to her death, or at least she would have done if it hadn't been for that pesky kid, Xena. She catches the rope just in time and Callisto goes, Yeah, <laughs> she, she has a real tantrum about it. Yeah. It's a real proper tantrum. She's not happy. And you know, in many ways, then, a lot of things that happen, a lot of bad things that now go on to happen, wouldn't have happened if she just let her drop. Um, it's true. But, you know, guilt. It's true. Zena yeah. has a lot of guilt. It's one of her defining yeah. characteristics. And then the episode kind of tails off. It's a little bit of a damp squib, yep. really. Aw- um, awkward tail-off he- ending. They spent too much time yeah. on the on the thing and didn't have time on for the, a proper Too much time on the ladder fight. Yeah. And then the ending is literally two lines. Gabrielle saying, I'm I'm glad you saved Callisto, Zena. It was the right thing to do. And then cut to Callisto going, the right thing to do. That's what they think. Yeah, it's a very sort of Doctor Evil. One million dollars <laughs> yeah. sort of ending. Yes, in other words, might <laughs> as well just say, Fade to black and- we will see you again, Callisto. Yes, of course we will. Yes. Many times. Callisto will... Re- 
It's like a James Bond thing. Callista will return. Callista will return. In return of Callista. Return of Callista. I mean, like, they don't. It's not a. It's not a subtle title. That if I'd been doing the the credits, the no ladders were harmed. That that would have been my my yeah. dis- my disclaimer. Callista yeah. will return. Well, the return actual the actual disclaimer was um, Joxer's nose was not harmed during the production of this motion picture. However, his crossbow was severely damaged. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So, um, let's see. What else? What other factlets about this episode are there in the background information of the wiki? <laughs> That's what you tune into this podcast for. Um, yeah. Hudson Lake Things is very you can shy. Look up yourself. Hudson Lake, Lake Lake is very shy, apparently. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, that tracks. Um, that act, that definitely I definitely get that impression from interviews of her in real life. She a reluctant interviewee. Well, she just seems very not like her character, which I guess shows that she's a good actress. That's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. So that shows that you you know you're if you're not like your character, that means you're a good actress. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, the second unit crew spent nine days on that fucking ladder battle. Nine whole days <laughs> working on that shit. That's longer yeah. than most episodes take to shoot. It's longer than this yeah. episode takes to shoot. It was a nine-day shoot. They were working on that fucking ladder fight the entire time. All the way through. That's, yeah. It wasn't worth it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Factlets. So, as yeah. I said at the beginning, this is the highest rated episode of season one, according to... Um, IMDb. Now, I agree it's very important to the mythos. It introduces us to two mm. key recurring characters. Um, yeah. But it's not my favourite episode of season one. I wouldn't say it's my favourite episode, but um, kind of going by your metric of what would you change? What could be better? What would you change? I actually wouldn't... No, the one. Okay, so the one thing I would change would be the ending. I'd, I'd change yeah. the I'd want to change the pacing because it just does kind of go, epic fight, epic fight. Yeah, I might come back later. Yeah, there's no... It finishes on the climax, which is always a mistake. It's a sort of amateur writing mistake, isn't it? To finish on the climax. Yeah. And have no denouement. But they obviously run out of time, you know. They've got a running running time they have to meet. And they spent nine fucking days on that ladder fight. They're going to show as much of it as possible. Uh, Yeah, I I think think that maybe that's... This is maybe why I don't like it because it's the whole fourth act of the... Of the episode, you know, this la- this ladder fight that seems to go on forever with the Jeopardy, which is obviously fake Jeopardy, and, you know, because you know I, that Gabrielle's not going to be skewered. It's like, okay. So the only the only quibble I'd have... I love the ladder fight. I think it's yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's fun and funny and quite exciting. Um, but the actual ending suffers because yeah, they showed because of the so much of, of the ladder fight. The usable footage they had. Yeah, true. <laughs> So, so I'm gonna go nine and a half. Um, I'm gonna go eight because I don't like the ending. Eight? I don't. Yeah, I don't like the whole fourth act really. So Aww. I like many things about it. I like Callisto. I think she's a fun yes. villain. Glad that she's here. Um, mm-hmm. and you know I like the campfire scene, the classic one. Um, yeah, but yeah, basically the ladder fight. I know you know. I I do appreciate what they were trying to do. Yeah, with it. Um, but I see. See, when I say that, 
I mean, I appreciate it now because you've explained it to me. Like, it's literally never occurred to me that that was what they were trying All to the do before. Stuff. Yeah, it's never occurred. Yeah. Never occurred to me before. And I think it's probably because I was bored through it, through it every time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought I'm not into the I'm not into that bit. And the ending, I think, is a bit shit. So, so that gives us yeah, it's a shame. The, the ending's a shame. Yeah, so that gives us a bird's eye view of what the fuck is nine point five plus eight divided by eight two and three quarters. Is eight it three quarters. eight three quarters? Is it? Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll Something be it. Like. Yeah, yeah, eight point seven five. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I make it. Yeah. So, there you go. Well, I don't. I don't know still. that we've had a point seven five before. That's exciting. No, we never have. No, we've always <laughs> just one of us changed our thing to something else yeah. to make it <laughs> to make it work <laughs> to, to make the make the sums easier. To make the maths work <laughs> better. Maths easier. Yeah. Yeah. To not have to not have quarters, we can only have halves. But no, eight point seven five. That's that's fine. Okay, I'm no, I'm sticking to that. Yeah, I'm sticking to that. Okay. All right. So, yeah, big big stuff, big themes, um, and the start of a an arc that will go on over several series. Yeah, like we're um, into season six, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think one of the key things about that is that earlier in the season, uh, there was obviously not a great deal of confidence about whether it would be renewed or not. <laughs> so they didn't start long stories. And now we're seeing actually this is this has been really really well received. We're going to start mm. plotting longer arcs. We're going to have recurring characters. We're going to flag that we will come back to this. Um, we're going to put a pin yeah, in it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I guess one of the a couple of weeks ago you were, you were putting pins and everything. <laughs> Well, one of the thing that's one of the things about the way that they shot um, and edited everything so quickly is that this the season was airing while they were still filming the end of it. Yeah. Uh, so they knew at that point, I guess that this this comes to this point, and they knew they've been renewed, and they knew what their what their ratings were. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the highest rated shows, you know, of yeah. that, like certainly for the channel that it was on and all that. So it was, people really did like it. It was a cult hit, as they say. I really liked it. Yeah, well, like, here we are, fucking nearly thirty <laughs> yeah. years later, talking about all these, it. So. All these years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's Callisto. Yeah. She will return in the but, return of Callisto. Yeah, in season two. But but not but not just yet. Um, next week we're going to be looking at the penultimate episode of season one, and that episode is Death Mask. Yeah. We'll see you then. Don't forget to wear your death mask. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!